0: Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. What is up? Happy and healthy. Welcome back to my podcast. I am your host, Janine Mopola, And if you don't know, I upload every single Tuesday and my podcast is just always to try to help you guys. Um, If you're watching the YouTube video, you're probably like, wait a second, Jay, what's going on? Yes, I got a new background, you guys. I completely redid my house and my office has been transformed. So if you're subscribed to my YouTube channel, which is Janina Mopola and my Instagram, which is Janina Mopola, you'll see all the updates on that and everything. So I'm really, really excited about that. Also, I was having some sound issues, so I had to use an old microphone today. So I hope the sound quality is still good. Hopefully it still sounds nice and crisp. I'll hopefully have the other microphone back up and running for the next episode. So Don't mind the little, you know, hiccup in the sound quality. Anyway, you guys, um, we are going to be talking about anxiety today. I just think this is a very, very necessary topic. And I just think that this is going to help out a ton of people. I'm bringing on a very good friend of mine, David Marvin. He is the author of this book right here. It is called We're All Freaking Out and Why We Don't Need To. Finding Freedom from Your Anxious Thoughts and Feelings by David Marvin. And he is a pastor and also the director of the Young Adults Ministry called The Porch at Watermark, which is also a place I intend. And he has a lot to say about this. I really hope this conversation is helpful. It really helps you deal with your anxiety because I know that it's not easy. It's something that a lot of us are struggling with. And I know that I struggle with it every now and then as well. And I just hopefully want to provide a good conversation that can help you find more freedom from these anxious thoughts. And again, just making you realize that you're not alone. Um, We are able to deal with this, overcome with just the Bible, with just who God says that we are, just his word and everything. And so hope this conversation is helpful. Let's just get right into it and bring on David Marvin. Okay, David, welcome to Happy and Healthy. How are you today?
1: I am so good, Janine. I'm so pumped and so um, grateful, honored, and just excited to get to hang with a friend. So thanks for having me. me
0: too. Yeah, I've actually been like wanting to get you on my podcast for so long. And now I feel like it's the perfect time because you just released a book. Yeah. Which is what we're going to be talking about today. It's called "We're All Freaking Out" and why we don't need to by David Marvin. Yeah. So for those that don't know who you are, let's just go ahead and explain to my audience who is David Marvin.
1: I am Janine's biggest fan. Number one, <laughs> I um I have been uh, I'm a pastor of a ministry in Dallas, Texas called the Porch, which is a local gathering of a few thousand young adults every Tuesday night. Have been doing. Uh, have been working at Watermark, which is the church that the porch is underneath for the last 12 years. And uh, so weekly teach and lead at the porch, which is how I know my dear friend, Janine.
0: Yes. And he absolutely crushes it. I love what the porch is doing. If you live in Dallas, go to the porch Tuesday nights at seven, find community, get plugged in, serve, join the church. It's awesome. But the real reason why we're here is because you released this book. It just came out. It's crushing. it And um, I think this is a topic that we really need to talk about because as we both know, it's probably why you wrote this book. We are a culture that has a lot of anxiety yes. and it is on the rise, especially with the pandemic and everything that happened last year. I know for the first time I was really struggling with anxiety um I just want to hear from your perspective why did you release this book what is your story with anxiety and how can we as a generation deal with this
1: Doing what I do there's been opportunities and publishers that have come and offered or pitched writing a book I never had a clear calling or uh, I just wasn't like man I got to write a book some people feel called to do that and have a clear message they got to share I wasn't there and then they came back another time and said you clearly are passionate about anxiety because you covered a lot at the porch Would you consider one on anxiety? So my wife and I, my wife is a licensed counselor who sees people for anxiety, began to pray and just ask God, if we could create a resource that would help people, especially Christians with a first line of defense for how to combat their anxiety by helping connect the dots on what God actually teaches in the Bible, which most people don't understand, then we would be open to do that. So that set us on a, a, about two and a half year journey and, The main reason and the passion point I have, um, I love the counseling field. Like I said, being married to a counselor, I feel like I see that world. Um, The gift of psychiatry and medication and psychology is amazing and a a gift, truly. But for Christians, God's word has got to be the first line of defense. And so often we turn to other things as the first line. And I think it's because we don't understand what the Bible says or we misunderstand what the Bible teaches us about. Anxiety, And we assume it just says, stop, just pray more, have more faith, trust God, all of which are, are oversimplifications and they're just not helpful. And, you know, if you've ever experienced anxiety and somebody says, stop, that doesn't do any, that's, that's invalidating yeah. and not helpful. You're like,
0: okay, stop. It makes you feel so gaslit and just like, okay, that did nothing for me.
1: (laughs) Yes. I don't want, I'm not going to talk to you about it anymore. And tragically people then say the Bible teaches that, which makes it sound like God is saying that, which is not Mm. true. And so this was a book that was written to really explain a lot of the principles that I, I don't hear people talking about from the Bible. And, uh, really correct some of the misunderstandings about what the Bible teaches.
0: Can you explain kind of like what, I mean, not to give away the whole book, but what are one of those principles that you feel like everyone's kind of like, okay, help me. Like, what is that exact principle you're talking about? Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's several. So here's one that Janine, you probably have heard me say like 85 times when the Bible says, do not be anxious. It's the translation of a Greek word. Cause the Bible of new Testament was written in Greek. And then we translated it to English. And that Greek word is a Greek word Now, And the Greek word now is a word that's synonymous with meditation. So meditating on anxious and fearful thoughts. So people read the Bible and they see like Philippians is a letter. And in chapter four, the apostle Paul who wrote it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God will mark you. People read that and they assume Paul says, don't have anxious thoughts. Just pray. What Paul is really saying is, remember that Greek word is, do not meditate on fearful and anxious thoughts. Mm. Rather, turn to God in prayer, and then he goes into meditate on what's true and lovely and pure and noble. You can't decide whether to have an anxious thought. Those are going to come for the rest of your life. That's not possible to not have an anxious thought. We're all going to have them. You can decide when those come into your head to not dwell on them and focus on them and meditate and over and over play them about what if this happened or what if this happens or what if this happens, which I've never met anyone who would disagree with when they understand that. Like nobody is like, my life changed for the better when I started waking up every morning and adopting the habit of meditating on everything bad that could happen. You know, I could die. I could get hit by earth, could get destroyed by an asteroid. My mom could get cancer. And I just dwelt on all of that And then I started my day and life has been incredible. Like no one would ever say that. And Mm. so I don't think people would disagree when they rightly understand what the Bible actually teaches. And that's one of a lot of examples of just helping people know you can decide to not dwell on and dwell on and dwell on fearful, anxious thoughts. Rather, I'm going to dwell on what's true and be willing to face, you know, this fear could happen. But also what is true is God's in control and I can experience peace and bring my fears, anxieties, worries to him.
0: Mm, That's really good. Yeah. It's like, I remember reading this book uh, probably when I was 10 and they had this like little concept, the land of what if, and I even saw that when I glimpsed in your book, I saw you talked about the what ifs and how we can tend to let our minds spiral by being like what you were just saying. What if this happens? What if that happens? It's like, what if it does? And what if it doesn't? Like, you know, it hasn't happened yet. So why are you worrying about it? Yes. But I I like that you touched upon the fact that, like, sometimes we can just slap a Bible verse on people and we're like, you're good. And it's like, that doesn't totally like fix it. But I do think we have the power in our minds because our minds are super powerful. And yeah. you living with a counselor and a therapist, I'm sure she helps you understand, like, the power is up here in a lot of ways. Like, we have yes. to retrain our mind and meditate on that because the Bible tells us to think of whatever's holy and noble and pure and right. Um, and so it's just, it really is retraining our mind, which is so much harder to do than people say.
1: Totally. On the what ifs, like here's another example, Janine, that comes right out of what Jesus, when he taught the Sermon on the Mount talks about anxiety to that what if point. I think there is power. And by that, I mean, Jesus, he asked a question where he's like, isn't life more than food and the body more than clothes, which was what his audience worried about to us. It would be like, isn't life more than getting married? Isn't life more than having enough in retirement, whatever you're worried about. And all that he's doing there is asking questions to try to put into a bigger perspective, their worries. Cause everyone would go, yeah, life is not food. Duh. It's important, but no life is not food. Life is not just being married. It's important, really important, but it's not just being married. And I think we so often run from our fear rather than tracking it down and answering the what ifs like answer, like, I remember when I was dating, I was broken up with my wife. We broke up for like two years. This is kind of a random example, but I, I think it's relevant, yeah. especially to dating anxiety. I remember having a fear over what if she starts dating someone else? And what if she ends up marrying someone else? Because I still was like, man, I, I still care, love, you know, just anybody who's broken up has the fear of, oh my gosh, what if the guy or the girl I was dating starts dating someone else? Yeah. And you can hang in that what if hypothetical Or you can decide proactively, I'm going to answer that question. What if he or she starts dating someone else? Well, then I would either date someone else or I would not date someone or maybe I would be single or the fear of what if I'm single, like answering that question, because the power of anxiety is playing off of the, the lack of specifics, lack of isolating that fear and just the fog of, oh, no, oh, no, versus saying, what if I'm single for the rest of my life? Then that would really suck. And that would not be what I would choose, but God would get me through it. God would sustain me. This life is a vapor. And when I'm in heaven for all of eternity, I'll realize he was always at work for good. So answering the what ifs and then combining that with truth from God's word and over and over in my experience and in the experience of pastoring people, it just deflates that power, that anxiety and the, The fog and our ignorance, and this vague Mm. feeling of fear has by going, Man, this is, I'm gonna stare it in the face. And Mm. in doing so, I experience its power deflate in my life.
0: Wow, that's actually a really good point. I love that because, I mean, I think everyone always talks about getting to the root of something. It's so important to even identify why do I have anxiety? Like, what is the root? And I think a lot of it is, yeah, like either, you know, a fear of letting go or you have too much control. Or you're like, do I really trust God or am I putting too much power in myself? And so really finding out what is the root, but I like that you're saying like address it head on instead of just numbing it. You know, I've talked about this before in other podcasts, like I'm also, which which it seems like you're pro medication in some circumstances as well, but to still go and try to identify it with the Lord first. And I think, yeah, often we just, you know, we run away from it. We go drink. We start hanging out with friends. We put on Netflix, put on our headphones. We just try to find whatever is the quickest fix to deal with it. When instead, I like that you're like, no, let's face this head on. Because otherwise, like, how else do we solve it? And so yes. what were some of those practices for you when you were struggling with anxiety? Like, how did you face it head on? Was that talking to your wife? Was that counseling? Was that like, okay, I need to just sit down and breathe for a second? Practically, what did you do? Today's podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's better H E L P. Is there something that you guys are dealing with in your life that's perhaps preventing you from happiness? or achieving your goals. Cause I know there's been some really tough times in my life that I was really struggling to do alone and I needed to seek out some help. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp will help you assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can start communicating with them in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help. It's a professional therapy, which is done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. So the service is available for clients worldwide. So if you're my international listener, then this is for you. You can log into your account at any time and send a message to your therapist and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you would with traditional therapy. They are committed to helping you find a therapist and get a good match and also making it free to charge therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants to help you start living a happier life today. And for my happy and healthy listeners, you guys will get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com using the code HEALTHY. So make sure you guys go sign up. Again, you go to BetterHelp.com slash healthy and check it out, you guys. You're going to love it.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, the misunderstanding about anxiety is that it ever goes away. You know, and I think preachers and everyone's wiring is different. So I don't want to blame preachers for the reason why people assume If you just have enough faith, you'll never be anxious again. But for whatever reason, people can have this myth of, man, if I just had enough faith, or if something, you know, there's a recipe where I'll never be anxious again. And that's just not true. We live in a fallen, broken world. So for the rest of your life, you're going to have anxious feelings, but you do have a choice over being controlled by them. So even today, if I experience anxiety over my wife is pregnant right now, and I have a choice whether to say um, that those. Fears of what if our, our son, we're having a boy, is not healthy or what if he had um, a life altering um, syndrome or what if I can either dwell on those things or I can decide to face them head on, to talk about them in community with other people and other Christians. I see a counselor too. Just I'm a firm believer. I think it's helpful. and, and yeah. uh, But I also have a small group in community group where I would talk about the same things with them of, Hey, here's how you can be praying for me. Here are some of the lies that I may be believing that are underneath that. And to flesh those out anytime that I face those anxieties. So hit it head on and then hit it with truth.
0: That's good. That's really good. What do you like say like to this generation, like that is filled with anxiety. Like why do we have so much anxiety? Like where do you think it's stemming from now in this day and age?
1: I think Several. One, we just had a pandemic that exposed all of the anxious feelings that everybody has. And life was seen very clearly as out of control. Like we are confronted with the fact that we're not in control. You know, this study blows my mind. It was done in 2010. And it was a study done by sociologists. And it concluded that in the past 30 years, this is 2010. From 1980 to 2010, the world and culture transformed as much as the previous 300 combined. So from 1580, I'm sorry, from 1680 to 1980, world, the world changed as much as it did from 1980 to 2010. And change is stressful in general. That was before iPads, Instagram. I mean, that's 2010, before Netflix was in everyone's home. It used to be like you get a DVD at a Netflix box. Yeah,
0: you know? I remember that.
1: And now um, now you have Alexa, you have Uber, you have Uber. E- like the world has transformed maybe more than, than any other decade in the past 10 years. And all of that lends itself to being a time of stress and anxiety and change combined with, and you know this honestly better than I do, Janine, the digital connections we have are both an amazing gift and they are contributing to anxiety. And I'm confronted with not just what my friends have that I don't and where my friends are in life that I'm not, but we're total strangers. I'll never meet. Like I can be right. anxious over someone. I'll never even meet by the car that they drive and the home they have and things that, are new. And, um, and I think it's bombarding us and feet like today, uh, you'll appreciate this. A girl on my team, my staff team said, when I go on Instagram, it's like seeing a to-do list. I didn't even know I had. And by that, they meant, wow. I see how fit someone is that reminds me, oh, I need to, to-do work out more. And then I see how, amazing their vacation is to do make more money so I can go on vacation. And then I see their engagement and I'm like, to do find a date or find (laughs) someone, you know, and it just tells me all that I'm not doing and feeds this like, ah, and, uh, and so I think learning the habit of not feeding those things and preventing anxiety by promoting uh, a life that doesn't contribute to that.
0: Wow. That's so good. And yeah, definitely like social media. I mean, it's so hard when it's like my job but also I'm like how do I keep this healthy how do I still make this you know centered around the gospels so where I'm not contributing to it it's like this weird balance but it's sad because you know it is such a blessing on one hand and then such a curse on the other and of course like now Gen Z like they don't know a life without social media so it's like no surprise no wonder that this younger generation is completely filled with anxiety because they're on their phones, they're disconnecting, they're isolating. And they're now having to compare, like when you and I were in high school, whatever, like I wasn't like, oh, how many likes do I have? Did that guy like my photo? Like, I didn't think about anything Uh, like that. And now these kids are comparing other people and looking at, you know, their numbers and their followers as a means to be like, am I worthy or not? And of course, you're going to be filled with anxiety if that's your means to whether you're popular or cool or pretty or not. And so I, I'm so thankful that we didn't grow up with that, but to the generation that did, it's like, what do, we, what do we do? How do we help that? Is that just, what would you say? Like, is that just like taking the breaks when you do feel anxiety coming on or how would you handle that?
1: You do a really good job of this, Janine, allowing yourself to not just have digital connections at the expense of not having actual human relationships. I, I think it was in a conversation with you or at least with our friend Jenny uh, at Awaken where we were yeah. talking about um, Instagram is not real. Yeah. And those relationships are not real. And we all kind of know that. But one of the ways we practically show that we believe that is by living in authentic relationships with other Christians, which I've seen you do is why I say that to not just have a, a large platform, but I have actual real relationships with people who know me as a human not some Mm. image or not some post or not some brand that, you know, we're all representing uh, by representing ourselves. And I think being able to talk about what we're feeling with those real people and real relationships is a huge component. In other words, if you don't have that support system, you shouldn't be on social media and you shouldn't be dating anybody. You shouldn't be life is hard enough already, but it's a lot harder when you're walking through it alone.
0: Gosh, that's a hot take, but a hundred percent. I agree.
1: Hot take. <laughs> that's a hot oh, take. The
0: whole, the whole sermon y'all did about hot takes so good.
1: Oh, um,
0: so I kind of wanted to ask you because I think this might be a little controversial, but do you think that struggling with anxiety is a sin? Do you think that's sinful?
1: I think uh, I'll give you another hot take. Okay. I think it's a bad question. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not saying that to you or, um, and you, you know, You asked it and delivered it. Great. I think it's just (laughs) not a helpful question because to somebody who's struggling with anxiety, whether it is or whether it isn't, even asking that question just makes them feel either more shame, which contributes to anxiety, or more anxiety over, oh no, now I'm anxious about the fact that I'm anxious because it's a sin and now I I don't want to be sinning against God. I just don't think it's a helpful question. I think it's a reality of living in a sinful, broken world. I think it is sometimes it may be a sin. It's at least a byproduct of living in a broken, sinful world. It can be a byproduct of traumatic experiences and abuse that you experienced growing up. It's a number of different reasons. And so I I don't know that it's even a helpful question because it it doesn't provide anything. A better question that God cares a lot more about is how to deal with your anxiety, not how to classify it.
0: Ooh, that's really good. That was a bar right there. That was a mic drop. Okay. I love that. Okay. Well, I would just say to wrap up, um, is there anything else that you want to say about this book that you just really feel compelled to share?
1: Yeah. I think if you experience anxiety, you're not alone. And I hope this book is a resource that uh, you can go find wherever books are sold on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. And I think it will really help you. It covers a lot of issues related to young adulthood. Uh, in fact, there's an entire section on what I call the four horsemen of anxiety, which is financial anxiety, relationship anxiety over finding the one or dating and marriage and all that career anxiety, and then insecurity, which is really personal anxiety and a lot of other deeper issues on how to get to the root and, and work through those anxious feelings. So that's it.
0: That's Awesome. Thanks so much. And would you mind actually just closing out in prayer for us, for people, to the person that's listening that might have anxiety?
1: I'd love to. Let me pray. Father, thank you just for Janine. Thank you for the way that you are using her and her podcast and her life. And we pray right now for anyone listening who is experiencing fear, overwhelmed by anxiety, is battling through worry, whether it's about their job or their family or the health of someone they love or Their relationship status, or any other of the thousands of things that can cause us to be anxious, that you would win, that you would allow your presence, the realness of who you are, and the fact that you are nearer than the very breath that they're breathing in and out right now to wash over them and be bigger than any fear, any depression, any anxiety, and that uh, you would allow your peace to mark their hearts, that they would feel uh, a freedom to talk about their anxious thoughts and anxious feelings, and they'd bring those to you, and they'd bring those to other people in their life, and that you would bring about healing and peace in the place of panic right now. So we love you, and thank you for Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace and the one that allows us to experience peace now and for all of eternity. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. I know this is going to be a blessing to a lot of people. You guys check out this book. It'll be linked down below. And also it'll be on your Instagram and your Instagram. Is it just David Marvin? Uh,
1: David J Marvin. But yes, it's out there.
0: What's the J stand for? We got to know
1: James now. and some old,
0: I, uh, some old
1: dude has David Marvin and I can't get him to give it to me. He's not even on there. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah. Dang David it. Marvin. Oh, I'll David see what Marvin. I can do. Davidmarvin.org. They can go do it too. Yeah. Hey, hook a brother up, Janine.
0: <laughs> I'll DM him. Yo, David Marvin. Come on, bro. Let it go. I
1: love. It. Hey, <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Fran. I'm so encouraged, so proud of you, and so thankful for you.
0: Thanks so much. Okay. Until next time, I'm sure I'll see you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, you guys, that was today's episode. I really hope it helped you guys out and it was just a good conversation with David. Hope you guys will check out his book as well as his social media. Again, he's a good friend of mine. I really think this book will help you guys out. If you're struggling with anxiety, I really am praying just that this is something that you can find some rest in, that you really do just seek the Lord in this, seek community, seek some help if it's something that you're really, really struggling with and just to remember to not struggle alone. It's not fun dealing with anything when you're struggling alone. And just know that I care. I really am trying to provide these resources because I do know that this is something that is plaguing our generation. It really is. And so um, I just hope that this conversation helped you guys out please let me know on the happy and healthy podcast. If it did feel free to leave a review, it does help me out a ton. And thank you again to my monthly supporters. If you would like to consider donating to this podcast monthly, there is a little link below the YouTube video and the, um, podcast information where you guys can donate monthly. There is no pressure at all, but it does help to sow seed into this podcast and help me do this for you guys even better. Love you guys, and thank you so much for listening. I will see you guys next Tuesday for another episode of Happy and Healthy. Until then, stay happy and healthy. Bye, guys.